What's up, everybody? It's All-Star and World Series champ Nick Swisher here, and I'm stoked to tell you about my new podcast, The Nick Swisher Show, right here on Podcast One. If you know me, you know I've worn a lot of hats in my career, and each one of them has had highs, lows, and a whole lot of learning in between. And that's exactly what I'm bringing to this podcast. You're going to get crazy interviews with athletes from their struggles to their successes and all their unbelievable superstitions along the way. You're going to hear from hometown heroes that are stepping up to the plate and making positive change and influences in their communities. I mean, we've got scientists, coaches, comedians. I'm telling you, whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just looking for a little energy in your life, then Home Plate is right here. It's old school soul with new school vibes. It's the Nick Swisher Show, coming soon wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I got to tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house. All the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps. You know, the ones that can do it all. Like my Live One app. Music, events, news, podcasts, comedy. Oh, and actual musical stations curated by humans, not those robots hanging out on Bezos's yacht. All this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app, we here at the Adam Carolla Show will give you three months free. Jump on to liveone.com forward slash Corolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Liveone.com forward slash Corolla for three months plus for free. No ads. Well, in this Christmas edition of CarCast, we'll be uh, talking about electric cars and range, but just for a little bit. Then we get into the fun stuff. Yeah. That's uh, collectability. Car. Collectability. What what should we maybe taking a look at first time? I think timers? we've come up with a pretty comprehensive list of stuff that starts in the 20s, even 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 pre 20s mm-hmm. in terms of dollar amount and goes up to about a buck 50 and just about everything in between that's good and that yeah. you'll enjoy and that you could get yourself for a little Christmas gift and uh, and make a few bucks on it as well. We'll get into all that. First, there's Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. I'm going to get it on. And welcome to the last car cast of the year. I'm Adam Crowell. That's Matt, the moderator. DeAndrea Hello. over there. Uh, we we're just talking off the air about uh, the lightning, yeah, and the range, yeah. I'm interested. I didn't hear the rest of the story. Yeah, so you know, um, I got the Ford Lightning. Uh, I like it. You know, as as I was saying, it's just like a really nice truck that just happens to be quiet and fast. Mm-hmm. Now, the range is supposed to be 300 miles. I haven't gotten 300 miles out of it. I I get it. It's it's part of my driving style or or whatever. And the commute, like here in LA where we are, I come over the hill a couple times, you know, um the you know, into the valley of 405, and the amount of battery it takes to climb the hill outweighs 
the amount of regen energy I can go from coasting down the other side of the hill, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't it doesn't even out. So every time I I come out to the studio, you know, I know it's thirty miles, but it eats up forty something miles of range because mm-hmm. of that. So, uh, I, I the thing with living with an EV and uh, I I I charge it at my warehouse. I install the charger there. Um, it's like a 50-amp, two-phase. I get about 20 miles per hour of charge. Mm-hmm. So it does take all day to charge. I can't do it overnight because I'm not there at night. I do it during the day when I, when I plug in. And I only really do it when I think I need it. Mm-hmm. I, and, uh, you know, but I, I, I knew there was going to be some stuff. I had some events on the weekend, and, and then we were going up uh, to an event. So I put some charge into it, and it wasn't going to be enough. So I brought it home like Saturday and plugged it into the pay charger at my apartment complex. Pay charger. Yeah. So you're in the, the parking garage, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the gated garage, and they have a few chargers that the residents can use, but you still pay for it. It's not really cheap compared to other pay chargers. But the biggest problem is- They is, charge you by the hour? Yeah. Yeah. How much is it an hour? Uh, I don't remember what it was on there, but, um, it, you know- I. You get a few miles. You pay five bucks, eight bucks, twenty bucks. I think it it's um, maybe it was about forty bucks to do a full charge when mm-hmm. I did it at one point. Uh, cheaper than gas, but not cheaper than some of the other mm-hmm. public chargers that are out there. The problem is, is because these things are kind of an afterthought. It's not fast. It's just mm-hmm. it's it's just not fast enough to do. I, I guess you can leave it there overnight and kind of get a charge onto it. Um, I don't even think if you left it overnight, you'd get 100% charge if you were pretty low on charge. If you had mm-hmm. 10% left, you, you'll get up in the morning at 90%. You won't get 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, so I plugged it in during the day, Saturday, and um, and then I hit the road and I was like, oh, you know, I've got about I've got about 67 miles of driving mm-hmm. like, to your house and back, you mm-hmm. know. Maybe it's like 70 miles. And and my range was like 61 miles. I knew I was going to come up like five miles short. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I didn't want to like stop and do it on the way. Has anyone checked with the EVs? Because in all my fuel-powered cars, um, I have noticed that when the range zeroes out, if in fact you even get to zero, because some do that fucking thing where it gets down to 15 miles and then it right. just flatlines after that. But I think I remember it in one of my Z cars where it got down to zero. I was, you know, around Topanga Canyon somewhere and I, I drove for eight, 10 miles to find a gas station. I did it in my BMW, my M3, my E36. You know, it got to like nine or eight and then it just flashes little dashes at you. And I was out in the middle of nowhere. I was like, I've I've got to just baby I, I this would thing, buy, turn the air off. I would buy a car that just said zero means zero. Yeah. Or I, I wouldn't mind the truth. <laughs> I've, always, I've always said, even kind of before the technology, I would buy a car that had a one gallon dipped sump at the bottom of the tank, just a square yeah. size of two shoe boxes next to each other. It's like, this is one gallon of gasoline, and when it drops into this, you have one gallon. Yes, I Wh- wish it told that, me, like, sump or auxiliary or something. Whatever that, that means to you, yeah. however you drive, and whatever this vehicle is, 
You got a gallon, bro. Yeah. I haven't brought the, the car down to zero and tested it because I, you know, I don't want to brick it on the side of the road because, because by the way, if you try to do it, I can't run and get a gallon of gas and right. come back. Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of screwed. So I didn't want to do that, but I was on the way there and, you know, I'm usually pretty precise on time. So I didn't want to stop and try to charge it. Uh, we went out, it was a late night and I got in it and I was like, oh, it's, I, I'm going to come up five miles short. I said, so the chances of me finding an available charger and maybe like one of the fast 150 DC chargers in your neighborhood seemed more likely to me because in my neighborhood, I can't think of where there is one. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let me just do it before I leave the neighborhood. And uh, I, I, I found a Vons like an exit away on the way out before you get to the you hit the freeway and you go like a mile mm-hmm. and um, and then you go to the other side and there's like a Vons and it had a big chart. Now the Vons is closed mm-hmm. and it's two 30 in the morning, It's two 30, almost three in the morning. The Vons is closed. Um, and uh, it's not even like a 24 hour one. They're doing maintenance or something in there. Um, and then the, the chargers are at the furthest end of the parking lot. So if you wanted mm-hmm. to go into the Vons, You'd have to go through the whole parking lot. And this isn't like a, a gas station where there's a top over the whole thing and, you know, and, uh, and an attendant. And so I pull up and, as you know, it's pouring rain. Right. It is not not a sprinkle. It is it is just pouring down. Yeah. And we were all dressed up in suits and stuff. And I get out for just a minute just to, like, hit the credit card and plug the machine in and – uh, I I started charging. I didn't know the Vons was closed because the lights were on. Mm-hmm. So I run through the rain to get into the Vons. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hit the bathroom, walk around, grab a snack. And then – but I just ran over to the Vons, pouring rain, ran out back to the car, got in it, put the seat heaters on. Everything in there is just wet. Like it was raining so hard at mm-hmm. that point. Uh, and then I just did – I just sat there for like 10 minutes on one of the fast chargers and got like 60 miles of range. 60? Yeah. In 10 minutes? Yeah. It was, wow. It was, it was fast. And not all the vehicles can take that much mm-hmm. uh, range that quickly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, did that. And then the drive home was, was fine with, you know, and I got home and I had 40 miles of range or something like that. But... I, I'm just talking like the this is another one of those things. The idea of the infrastructure, like you have to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, I you know, like I charge it during the week at my warehouse. I don't charge it during the weekend. Mm-hmm. But if you leave on a Friday afternoon and you got sixty miles of range, you got to like, what am I doing this weekend mm-hmm. that I have to charge this thing off? Or I always Santa Monica has a mall there, uh, and and there's some free chargers if you can get to it, and it's only about ten miles of range per hour but i i will like swing by there and go oh i'm in the mood for a steak tonight so i might as well get 30 miles of range for free right. you know for seven bucks of parking yeah but the this infrastructure this whole lifestyle of ev stuff is 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 interesting well it's in its infancy and it it'll is. it'll get better and who knows what california is gonna be able to work out but it, it, it'll get better and then the question Still remains, does zero really mean zero? I doubt it means zero, but, um, and I don't know if, like, the internal combustion cars, if they 
build that in? Like if they go, look, zero means you better find a gas station and the next yeah. off-ramp or two, which is what it means in internal combustion worlds. And I am I guess they factor that in. I mean, I guess they calculate that. It, it can't be that everyone has a car with a mileage rangefinder on it that goes to zero and we're all able to get 10 miles after it goes to yeah. zero. The manufacturers must know what they're doing. And I would just imagine that the in the ev world they they follow suit with that but it's ev versus internal combustion maybe zero means zero it would be nice if edmonds or somebody calc you know dug into that yeah a little bit i, I would imagine tesla owners know because they've been around for long enough some tesla right. owners there's tesla forums that have that kind of information mm-hmm. the lightning is a little bit newer so i really can't say for sure but i talked to alistair from Edmonds, and i was like hey when you did your ev test range mm-hmm. your range test uh and he does a combination of you know street and freeway and they're out and they do this loop and they make it consistent it's not meant to be just about total range it's more meant to be apples to apples like how do you mm-hmm. test a tesla test the tesla versus the, the mustang mach e or a leaf mm-hmm. and it's got to be the same environment and a lot of the cars they tested beat the advertised range um the tesla was the only one that that didn't but i i just asked was like when you did your range test and i know you're going to get more than what'd you get on the lightning platinum and he was like 341 miles wow and i was like well i drive and i get 251 miles mm-hmm. <laughs> and i go i can't just be my driving habit and he's like you know there's some things there's like the platinum has a bigger and heavier wheel and i started getting into that going yes as we start to advance on battery technology weight is going to be more of a concern mm-hmm. you know the rivian truck which is smaller than mine weighs more than my truck and mm. and the Humvee, I don't know, damn thing's ten thousand pounds, or nine th- nine six hundred pounds or oh, something. Is it that? It's over eight. Uh, but at one point, I I took my Lightning when I got it down to HRE wheels. Um, mm-hmm. We work with them quite a bit, and I was like, hey, we're scanning the vehicle and so they can figure out how wheels fit. And I said, can we weigh everything and tell me what mm-hmm. what you came back with and and they go, yes. And then they emailed me and they said, hey, we, we weighed your wheels and tires. We took one of our wheels. We took the same tire and pulled the specs on it. And they came back the same 22-inch HRE wheel versus the stock wheel, 10 pounds per corner lighter on wow. the HRE. So, <clears throat> I mean, wow. I know the truck weighs, I don't know, 7,800 pounds, but if you took 40 pounds off and – 40 pounds off of the the wheels and tires and suspension. Yeah. I, I think I think that starts to make a little bit of a difference. I think those are the types of things that the car companies are going to really have to focus on because that's more in their control mm-hmm. versus infrastructure, which is right. out of their control. Right? All right. What <laughs> else uh, are we looking at out there in the world? Collector car market big this year? I mean, I think I just think some of the numbers have been kind of off the charts. Who knows as we get into higher interest rates and and massive layoffs. You look at all the layoffs in the tech world and stuff, mm-hmm. tens of thousands of of employees in that space and Meta and Twitter and HP yeah. and 
and so who knows how the market's going to going to change that but well but it seemed like some of the numbers we've seen the record numbers from bring a trailer i think they're going to end up at like 1.2 billion this year <laughs> yeah i'll tell you the cars that have cars that have popped is uh, ferrari dino this thing's yeah. a, this thing's went from 250 275 to 657 pretty damn fast uh well let's give let's let's give our listeners some ideas if they're thinking about getting something mm-hmm. on the come something that is you know reasonably priced out there making making a move um you know there's certain cars that I like that are out there that just never have have popped and um one of them's a lotus esprit they made a lot of different ones yeah. for a lot of different years they're you know English, and they probably don't perform as as well as you might like. I think they did a three point five twin turbo V eight at some point. Yeah, before that was a four banger. They the four banger had like more horsepower than any other four banger. It's like I think a it, two liter with it was like a yeah. two liter with like two fifty yeah horsepower or something for a while. They're kind of a cool shape. They're definitely a you know a car you could pull up at Cars and Coffee with. I mm-hmm. you know they're they're sort of like an English vers- version of an NSX. You know, they're about the same shape and everything, less reliable. You know, not Japanese. Blah blah blah. But I see those cars out there. I've always liked them. I yeah. always thought they were really cool little little bits. Yeah. And and they were zero to sixty. One of the quickest production cars available like during their day different models for um you know different different eras but they're out there and they they haven't got expensive yet i would i would look at one of those cars i I feel like those cars are 25 to 50 kind of all day long and a lot of them are pretty low mileage because that's the kind of cars they are second cars for sure and um, I, I don't think you'd get burned on one of those cars. I think you'd have fun in one of those cars. And I think, um, I think you, you know, if you went out on a first date in one of those cars, you'd look like you knew what you were doing for thirty seven thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, uh, I like that car. We've seen uh, like two forty Zs. You know, we're now at the point with a two forty Z where you could pick one up that was a little bit rough or not pristine for 25 K. And if you gave it a nuts and bolts resto for a hundred K, you could still get your money out of it, yeah. which, you know, in the past, you know, you, you do a nut, nut and bolt resto on a car like that for, I'm just saying a hundred K and it was worth 40, you know, now you can, you can get the money out of it. I think, mm-hmm. um, Mm-hmm. I've always liked the Datsun 2000 Roadsters. They've never really popped, but they're yeah. they're out there. They're I can tell you firsthand they're fun to drive. They're fun little two seater. They're they're pretty stout. It's not like you know a Spitfire or an MG or right. a Bug Eyed Sprite or something. It's it's an overhead cam, two liter big port engine car. Yeah, five speed. You know pulls hard. Looks pretty good. Um, that's a again. That's not it's not a car you're going to buy and flip and get rich on. It's just a car you're going to get still pretty cheap. You know, whereas the Z cars have all kind of popped up. 
Uh, those cars are still out there. I wouldn't get the sixteen hundred. I'd get the two liter, two thousand. I, I have a thought. On, I have a thought on this as well. You might not agree with this one, but sort of like in the same vein of the Lotus Esprit, probably a fairly unreliable car, but maybe a future collector. I think with all of the moves and success that Corvette has had recently with the C8 and how great their new Z06 is, I think that that uh, C4. ZR1, that '90s style digital dash ZR1 with the with the, the Yamaha four, yeah, with the four cam. Or whatever Mercury or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've always. Uh, I just think that could be something worth. I've always liked those. You know, probably still fairly affordable. Yes. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're sub hundred grand range, kind of like you know the the, the GMC Cyclone and the Mustang Cobra and stuff, but. I, I just think that ZR1, because of what we know what the future holds for the Corvette brand. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I mean, if Vipers popped, and they did pop mm-hmm. a lot, if a Viper from the same era or a little after or whatever is starting to pop, then, uh, then not, why not? Also not a well-built car. <laughs> No, um, <laughs> but I, I know I know Corvette isn't really your thing, and that digital no, I dash like that. and the, the I like skip that. shift thing. But I think the engine is worth it. I like that Corvette. It's one of the only older Corvettes that I like. I like, um, you know, the Pantera's always out there. Say they're a little more, but they never really popped like yeah. a Mangusta or something like that. Uh, there's, I think, still our Ferrari 355, if you want to spend a little more, but those are starting yeah. to inch up. So what's what's going to happen? But they're going to be, they're still worth it. I still I say agree. go after Look, it, go get it. Gated shift, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I, You know, so what you guys who are thinking about squeezing a trigger on one of these cars for an investment or otherwise is, you know, you sort of sit around and you go, uh, a Ferrari 355. And then you go a Ferrari Dino. And if you kind of squint, there there's a lot of the same features, the intakes on the side and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. You know, I, I like a Dino. I think it's a great shaped car. Uh, the power plant's not great, but it's a sexy, you know, very yeah. Italian looking car. But the, I, I think a lot of the arguments aesthetically you make for the Dino, you can make for the 355. And... You know, some might even like the 355 better in in terms of the aesthetic. But there you go. So you go, all right, a few years back, I don't know, five years ago, let's say, Dino's were 250, 275, you know, 300. And the 355 was 60 grand. And now the Dino's, some are getting up to seven, chairs and flares and whatever. But they're now over five. Yeah. But the 355 didn't pop too much it's more than it was five years ago and i I haven't really been following that car but it's up but it's not up that much so then you go well where's the now there's a bigger chasm because when the dinos were 250 275 Mm -hmm. these things were 55 60 and now the dinos are 500 and these things are 85 you know yeah so when and they're starting to move yeah. So where are we now at 355s? Uh, maybe Ben could look it up. Where, what's the market on the Ferrari 355s? 100, 120? 
Yeah, I I would say for the one you want, I, I there's probably plenty out there for eighty eighty five still, but maybe had a few owners and a couple miles on it. Right, needs some belts to be changed. Yeah. <laughs> we got pull the engine. You're drop it out the, uh, out the back. Yeah, yeah, but I I the bottom. I yeah. range from one thirty five to two oh nine. Oh, where so you're looking? They're going up a little bit. All right. So what happened is what I was talking about happened. The, the the Dino yeah. popped and it sucked it up. But I still don't feel like it's there yet. And where are you looking, Ben? And on the uh one, one It was third. like a it's a car for sale. I'll I'll find a better number for Okay. Them. Yeah, I, I it's still that number seemed a little high. Yeah. yeah. But um so we crossed a hundred. I, but I had a still, feeling they were around that one twenty mark, but uh, still, so that seems a little on the high side. But it could be what it is. I mean, I, I, listen, we're not the only ones that think the three fifty five is the one to grab because you know it's a power steering car and it's a little more comfortable, and you know the maintenance is still a thing, but maybe not like the maintenance on a three forty eight or the five fifties and five seventy fives are always out there. Yeah, they still look good. They got a V twelve in front them. engine cars. They're gorgeous. Yeah, um, they've moved a bit. The six speeds, especially, but they're still around and they're not. Yeah. exquisitely expensive and i think if you had a hundred grand you could find yourself a 355 or uh yeah. 550 and you might get a you might get something you like and and i think it's going to keep inching up all right let me hit uh better help this show is sponsored by better help holidays can be tough family dynamics financial stress cold dark weather this holiday season, do something for a special person in your life. You, that's right. Give yourself the gift to raise your spirits. Having someone to talk to about how you're feeling and uh, what you can do, is um, it's, it's a gift. And you owe it to yourself. And uh, things have been a little tumultuous over the last couple of years. I don't know if you guys have been around, but uh, <laughs> it's been a lot to think about. Says the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp, has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists, 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. So get that help. Take care of yourself with BetterHelp. Right, Matt? Yeah, you know, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash CarCast. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash CarCast. Yeah, maybe Ben will put, uh, bring a trailer up there. You can look it up with the uh, 355s. You know, and, and in, the, in the world of modern Ferraris, you'd want to check the prices, but I kind of think that Ferrari FF is a little hidden gem. The little, uh, you know, little four seater hatchback, and they Shooting did the Lusso. Break. Yeah, they yeah. did the the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Lusso version. But all wheel drive. I drove one. It's really cool to drive. It's got a little bit different look, and they're not going to do anything like that anymore because the SUVs coming out, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. some of that, like all wheel drive technology, is going to be in the SUV. So. The uh, the FF and then the Lusa, which would have been more expensive because it's newer. Yeah, uh, that category of Ferrari is an interesting Ferrari. You can get it with a V twelve, uh, you know, front engine V twelve. Well, yeah. It's Speaking got- of the miniature version of that car, the BMW 
M Coupe, yeah, which is the groovy Ghoulie Mobile, which shoe. is the smaller version of what we're the FF we're yeah. talking about. Those are out there. Those are creeping up, but they're they're out there. Yeah. Uh, so there's a live auction. Well, that's seven days left. So here, this is actually an interesting point. This is a 355 six speed coupe, hundred grand right off the bat. So a hundred grand is easy to spend on these cars now. So uh, I don't know where they're going to go. There's probably some more that have already sold. If you scroll around, uh, Ben on the site, I'll tell you what some of the sales prices were. But, yeah. But they're they're moving and, and rightfully so. Um, hey, if you really want to look like a big swinging dick and uh, for not a lot of money, uh, get one of those Aston Martin DB9s or DBSs or whatever. They're out there. They're low mileage. They're still cheap. You know, uh, they're for, I, I don't know. Now, that's a car where I don't know what the upside is going to be on that car. Uh, probably not like investment wise, but if you want to look like you're doing pretty well for yourself, 45 grand will get you a really nice version of that car and you'll look like a genius and he's got the V12 in it. Aston Martin DB9, even the Vantage, you know, Mm -hmm. a little slower, that's still going to turn heads. Uh, anywhere you park that car, it's, you know, it, it gets, gets attention. Same with this Lotus Esprit, by the way. The Lotus Esprit still gets attention. Yeah. Um, I would say Audi R8, mm-hmm. you know, for a modern day collectible. Yeah. And anything with the V10 is, or with a manual is probably going to be pricier. But there's still a handful of R8s that, that get attention and still look cool. And that's a fun car to drive. I, uh, I concur. So these three fifty fives, you got one sold for one oh nine, one sold for one sixty. Uh, the convertibles are going eighty, sixty, seven thousand, eighty one thousand, sixty one thousand. Um, Scroll it down, Ben. Yeah. Let's see if we got more. We're looking at convertibles. I was like, yeah. looking at, I like the coupe. See one fifty for the coupe. Yeah, yeah one fourteen. But these all coupe. sold in November, so I mean, yeah, you're looking. You know. Under one hundred and fifty grand, you can find the, something pretty nice. There's a lot of range in in the price, but you you can you can uh, you can get one for you can get, well you can get one for sixty five k. But I don't know if you want that one. It's interesting how the tables have turned on on convertibles. A lot in of times, car. like convertibles are like, oh, that's the more expensive version, right? Well, but not if, now. If you want a Daytona, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Daytona, they're starting to creep up. If you want a early seventies Daytona and you want the coupe, that'll run you five fifty to six fifty. Maybe they're creeping up a little bit. If you want a convertible, it's two point three. Yeah. So that's yeah. what that and is. And there's production numbers and everything. But I think they bought. Yes. I don't know what the production numbers are on this, but I, I, it, it seemed like a lot of people were were grabbing those three fifty five mm-hmm. spiders back in the day. Yeah. You know. So and there's. By the way, like a couple little mods on I these mean, things. I mean, we're both like, kind of right. They're both there's plenty that are under a hundred and plenty that are over a buck fifty. So yeah. that that's kind of up to you. But it seems like the targas and the coupes are are getting more than the convertibles, which yeah. I like because they just seem better. You had a you had a three sixty, right? Mm-hmm. And because Stradale, yeah. So the three fifty five. Like the challenge grill in the back, I think, mm-hmm. is something worth doing because you can always go back. Mm-hmm. And they're a little on the quiet side. So like a challenge grill and like a tubey exhaust. And I mm-hmm. think that car sounds good. And that looks yeah. good. 
the uh, the 360 Stradale, which I've always said is a ton of car for the price yeah. that it is now. I mean, I drove that car. It's fun as shit. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a it's a street race car. It sounds good. It works. It it pulls. It, it's got all the accoutrements that you kind of want. All the bits and pieces that you want. A kind of a like a like you know. It's it's not a version where they put fake scoops on the side for the brakes and a racing stripe. They put like titanium lug nuts on that thing and strip the interior right. and use lots of carbon fiber bits. And the doors are flimsy and light yeah. and it might open with a string, yeah. you know, a cord versus, you know, the handle right. and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a kick-ass, high-revin, fun-ass car that looks good, sounds good. Yeah. And... Those things were like ah, buck thirty all day long. If somebody's kind of figured out that hey, this is a fucking ton of Ferrari, and they didn't make a lot of them. Like, why is this thing a buck thirty all day long? Yeah. And I think, I think they, they popped. I they think popped. Done. I think they popped, but they, I think they flattened out a, a little yeah. bit. And Ben, I don't know if you can find Ferrari three sixty Stradale on, on Bring a Trailer, but that's a car you can have a lot of fun in. Looks. Fucking good. Got one up there for two ten. Two ten that sold. One for one sixty five. One for two sixteen. Two eighty five. Woo. That is that is a that That's, is a paparoo. Yeah. One fifty six. Um one fifty five, one fifty nine. I mean you I can, mean if you could find one for hundred and sixty, I say you grab that car. I, I would too. It's a Ferrari. It looks good. It works. And it's got a lot of upside, and I would I would get that car too. Mine, I love that car. It's good looking. It, it's again, it's it's got Lexan and the special mirrors and carbon mm-hmm. fiber everywhere, and it's it's a it. First off, it it's 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 coming on to twenty years old. It looks great. Yeah, they're they're good looking cars. They work. Um, they sound great. They're all uh, they're all paddle shift. I, I, I don't think you can find a six speed on that car. I don't think they made it, uh, but it works and it's fun. I mean, I, I used to take that thing out just at night and go up Zoo Drive and just like make a run in that car, and it was just a fucking fun, yeah. fun little lightweight car to throw around. I still think it's one of the. Kind of like the 355. It's one of the timeless designs. I think it's one of the timeless Ferrari designs. Some of the new stuff is a little funky, and mm-hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't know how well it's going to play. Plus, it's getting a little confusing. They've got several models of the Ferrari where it's like it's just starting to look like slightly tweaked variations of the same yeah, know, I'm hard. It's theme. a little hard to tell them apart yeah. for me, too. I still like the 488, but we're going back like yeah. 10 15 years now or, or right. 10, 12 years. And and the front engine cars, the super fast and stuff like those, they, they kind of seem to stand out a little bit more mm-hmm. um, because they don't have so many different variations. They, you know, they just did them in a cycle and they kind of did that thing. But, you know, I, I think that was interesting. Um, I, I, you know, look, uh, NSX, Toyota Supra, you know, all those things, Grand National, all those prices have really gone up over the, over the past year or two, um, but still some pretty interesting cars. Grand National. 
I, I know, not a car you like, but as a, for collectability, if you were to pick one of those things up for thirty five grand a while back ago, forty grand, fifty grand, uh, fake Allen nuts on the <laughs> steering wheel. Uh, I don't on uh, the steering wheel. I don't know if it had it on the steering wheel. I here, here's here's all here's all dash, I'm saying. Maybe Matt may have a point when it comes to collectability yeah. in terms of flipping a car. But what I'm saying is is if you found a na- nice Grand National for a buck fifty, I don't know what the fuck they are now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if you found a nice Grand National for a buck fifty. I'd rather pull up in the Ferrari Stradale on oh, yeah. the first date, and or just save a hundred grand and get a really killer Aston Martin <laughs> DB9. Get the DB9. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like you look at a Grand National. You look at a DB9 and you go, that's going to run you an extra hundred grand. And you go, which which one? That right. one. Well, I, you know, talking about kind of, I wouldn't say the prettiest car, but another is like pick up a GTR because GTR has been out for a while. That car is done. Uh, it's a hell of a performance car. For those that know what it is, always turn their heads and be like, ooh, GTR. Yeah. Um, but I think that's going to – that's on one of those cycles where, like, you paid some money the to Nissan. get it new, and then they drop down, and I think they're going to go back. I think they're well, going to yeah, go back. What is a GTR selling for these days? Because uh, I really don't know. But I think it's a ton of car. Yeah. For and, – and it's probably bulletproof. When they came out, they weren't – Super expensive. It seemed expensive for a Nissan. I don't know, seventy grand or something, or eighty grand, and yeah, then maybe. they crept up to a a hundred and change. Like Nismo and, then, and stuff. And then like the Nismo that. versions, and then yeah, the the latest like Nismo version with the fender vents and the carbon fiber, I think, is closer to two hundred thousand bucks. But you don't have to get that. It's kind of the same thing with the R eight. You get the V ten performance, you get right? The V8. Or you just get the V eight, and you still got a an Audi. You know. Uh, yeah. yeah, Nissan GTR. Yeah, so uh, so that's a premium, but that's a 2020. So that's that's pretty new. Uh, 21 GTR T spec is 215 grand. So you know, here, uh, there's I, one with 3,000 yeah, miles on it. 3,300 miles, a 2017. It's 100 grand. Right. There's one for 89 with 5,000 miles on it. And it's that's a 2015. A, yeah. Yeah. This is kind of what we're talking about. If you got a hundred grand. And you want something that is just a weapon on the track, uh, that GTR 2010. That must have been the first year or oh, something. I mean, this car's been out for a while now. Jesus. They really stretch this thing out. Yeah. 50 yeah. Is but one. 59 grand for a 2010. I mean, yeah, there are plenty of GTRs for under 100 grand. Yeah. No, you know? yeah, it's a good call. You're right. That's a, that's a, that's a fun car. It's going to be as bulletproof as a supercar gets, you know. It's a Nissan. Um, you could take it, that, that thing out and track it. You could have a good time in it. It doesn't quite look like an Aston Martin or a 355 or something. It doesn't right. have quite, you know, it's Japanese. It's a little bit understated, but it's muscular. It's kind of tough looking. It sounds good. Uh that would be, you know, that's that's the kind of car where if you pulled up to the cars and coffee in it, people go, that guy knows what he's doing. Well, I would tell you, as as a car to consider consider as a first or second kind of collector car, your cost of ownership, I think, is going to be less on this. Than the 355? And then the, 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 the Aston. Yeah. Right? Like, 
I, I'm sure these had these issues over the years, like any car would, but I, I think this is a little bit safer car to get into and not have to dump a bunch of money into it over the years. You know, I, I'll, I'll tell you the other thing that you guys should do when it comes to the more modern stuff. It's not, it doesn't really uh, apply to buying some of the aforementioned stuff like a Datsun 2000 Roadster or something. But with something like the Nissan uh, GTR and and maybe even the Aston Martin and, and maybe some of the more modern stuff we've discussed, it wouldn't apply to the 360 Stradale. But you can do your homework and they will say – you know, don't get the first year. Don't get the 07. They had problems with their heater core or something mm-hmm. yeah. like that. Or don't get an O. don't get 2010. That's the year they switched to the different heads and there was cracking yeah. or something, yeah. you know. There's so always something like, oh, it's a water pump issue. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's not all the same every year. And it didn't always improve incrementally, you know. Um a 2013 might not necessarily be better than a 2011 if the 2013 had some issues or they switched to another vendor manufacturer yeah. or like whatever, started outsourcing water pumps or something like that. So do your homework and not only, you know, get the best shape, lowest mileage, all, all that shit, but find the year, find the year you want. Yeah, for that car. Yeah. Do do the research. Do a little bit of the research. I, I mean, also, I think that's part of the fun is is doing the research and figuring out more about the car, learning about the car, and getting the production numbers and the color numbers. And, and also, some yeah, sometimes they'll do the thing that in 2014 they went from the air to air intercooler to the water to air intercooler and got another 14 horsepower or right. something, and you want that. Then get that year. Yeah, right, right. All right, let me tell you about Snap-on. Yeah, love me some Snap. Me too. (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by the makers and the fixers of Snap-on. Makers and fixers keep the world moving. You find them in factories, repair shops, roads and rails, building and maintenance, just about everywhere, makers and fixers. They're also the backbone of automotive, aviation, agriculture, mining, marine, and military, too, when we went and toward the snap-on factory yeah uh, we were notified that uh, they supply to the military because <laughs> yep. they look they they have the most exotic equipment and they need the best tools best diagnostic stuff best wrenches um i uh i i love i i love guys who work with their hands i love the uh the makers and the fixers and i just and, and nothing feels better in your hand than the snap-on Makers and fixers, not just a job, it's a calling, and they want to hear from you. So you can share your story at makersandfixers.com slash carcast and check out the makers and fixers, fixers, I should say, on Instagram. All right, Rialto Theater tonight in Tucson is where I'm going to be doing stand-up. And then uh, it's off to Tempe at the mm-hmm. Improv. That'll be uh, tomorrow night. And Saturday night, we're doing four shows, two pods, two stand-up shows, and uh, Dickie Barrett's going to be there from the Mighty Mighty Boston's and radio show host James C. Harris as well. James will be Friday's show, and Dickie will be Saturday. And then it's off to Philadelphia and Dallas, uh, working blue. That'll be January 20th and 20- through the 21st with John Popper doing live shows there. And uh, 21st, we're just doing a show at a theater there at the Echo Lounge Music Halls, and you can just go to that separately if you don't want to 
buy the ticket and hang out. But I think you want to buy the ticket and hang out for the weekend because it's going to be like a land cruise. Yeah. All the events. Yeah. Okay. Lunches, bars, John Popper. Yeah, John Popper's great. He's the best. <laughs> what do you got, Matt? Uh, I got a couple of uh, uh, press cars that will be testing over the holiday break. So just uh, follow me on uh, on social media at Motorator and we'll see you. So until next time, Adam Kroll for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. You know, I got to tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house. All the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps. You know, the ones that can do it all. Like my Live One app. Music, events, news, podcasts, comedy. Oh, and actual musical stations curated by humans. Not those robots hanging out on Bezos's yacht. All this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app we here at the Adam Carolla Show will give you three months free. Jump on to liveone.com forward slash Corolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Liveone.com forward slash Corolla for three months plus for free. No ads. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. All month long on Pluto TV, stream the biggest Tyler Perry movies free. Watch your favorites like Medea's Witness Protection and Medea's Big Happy Family. Join Tyler Perry as he goes on a couples retreat with Sharon Leal in Why Did I Get Married? Or Idris Elba and Gabrielle Union in the Tyler Perry directed film Daddy's Little Girls. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows available on live and on demand. Download the free Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free.